The Speak Spokane podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Spokane, presented by Delicious Hamburgers. We're all spending more time at home, and we know you and your family want to be comfortable. Let the Furniture Outpost serve your needs. Locally owned and located in the heart of Spokane's Monroe Business District, the Furniture Outpost is there for your furniture needs. Sofas and love seats, sectionals, dining room, bedroom sets, mattresses, and so much more. No matter what you're looking for, they have it. Financing is a breeze with the Furniture Outpost. Come and see them at 2801 North Monroe Street. Thank you so much for uh, joining me on Speak Spokane. I've I've been on a bit of a hiatus, and you're like my first interview I've done in like over a month. Oh, that's great. That's and great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I uh, so John Neal, director is that am I saying this right? The director of Bloomsday is race director, race for director, Bloomsday. race director for Bloomsday. Now I just learned, John, that you are not from Spokane. Where are you from? I'm a Pullman kid, born and raised. Born and raised in Pullman, running over the. Running over the hills of, of the Palouse. Exactly. I was uh, I was late to to uh, come into running. Okay. And and my story goes that um, I was actually a football manager uh, for the sophomore uh, football team at Pullman High, oh, and wow. the cross country coach saw me running hills uh, to to get in shape for basketball and said, "Kid, you got to run cross country." And then I was able to to do cross country the next season and. And found some success with it, and yeah. uh, and had a had a good career for the Greyhounds. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so you didn't start running until you were a sophomore in high school? Yeah, actually, uh, running the hills and 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 prep for for basketball my sophomore year, and then yeah. finally that summer, uh, decided to to go on some one and two mile runs to get ready for the for the cross country season. Mm-hmm. Uh, my coach was John Ogden, and uh, and he took me under his wing and and taught me the sport and I knew nothing about it yeah. and uh, just said, here's what you got to do to be successful. And, and there were some other Pullman uh, runners that, that also took me on some runs uh, there in Pullman and, and taught me some, some history. And, and fortunately too, um, one of our, our neighbors, I, I lived out in what's called the country mm-hmm. uh, in Pullman uh, out on acreage. And one of our neighbors out there was uh, coach John Chaplin and his son, mm-hmm. Matt was one of my best friends and Coach John Chaplin was the famed uh, Washington State University track and cross country coach, okay. and and of course you know he had tremendous success for the Cougars and and brought in a uh, an incredible group of of uh, Kenyan runners. Mm. Uh, Henry Rono, uh, for example, was yeah. was coached by by John Chaplin, and so with that history and and that legacy in Pullman and and being introduced to it. Uh, it certainly was infectious, and and I I, I caught the bug, and uh, and from there I've I've been running my entire life. You've been running since, and that is I love that story because I have like the same. I used cross country my sophomore year as a way to get in shape for basketball. I broke my rotator cuff my freshman year, and I like had to sit out the entire basketball season, and they didn't play football or anything like that. But my friend was like, "Hey, you should you should come run cross country uh, just to kind of get in shape for." for for basketball and I was like sure I'm not doing anything in the fall like it sounds like fun and I I lettered my sophomore year and went on to create things with the with the Mount Spokane cross country team yeah. and so that was 
Yeah, so very like kind of similar, but uh, but that's awesome. Uh, so what brought you to Spokane then? You went to school at Gonzaga, right? I did, I did, and and so I've got I was offered the the tiniest of of athletic scholarships uh, to come up and run for the Zags, and yeah. and by then I was I was totally hooked on running, mm-hmm. um, and wanted to come up here and and. Uh, run cross country and run the mile for the for the Zags. Mm-hmm. Uh, and current Bloomsday Board of Director Tom Fuchs uh, was the coach of, uh, of the Zags mm-hmm. uh, back then, and he recruited me from Pullman High, and so came up and fell in love with Gonzaga and and had had great success running for the Zags. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, uh, went down to Oregon for for law school and couldn't wait to come back to Spokane. <laughs> you went to so you did you go to like. Eugene? I did. Oh, you went to Eugene? Oh, I wow. Did. Yeah. Do it yeah. in large parts of Hayward Field. I, right, I, for sure. Yep. Prefontaine. Yep. And Absolutely. You, did you go run Priest Trail all the time? And all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, step back. I want to, I wanna, what, do you have any like prestigious award? Like, were, were you successful at running in high school? And obviously, you, I would imagine you were. <laughs> I was. And um, there was, when I was running uh, for Pullman High, there was a, uh, a a school. The school record for the mile uh, was four twenty four, and it had been on the books since I want to say nineteen seventy six. And when I was running track, and I only did one season of of track, and that mm. was in nineteen ninety two. Uh, that was my goal uh, was to go ahead and and break the the school record, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, for our district meet to qualify for state, and only one person would would go to state, mm-hmm. and, and I laid it all out there at, at West Valley High School, and, <laughs> and uh, was able to run a, a 4:22 and, and break the school record. Nice. And, and so that was uh, one of my claim to fames, I, I suppose, is that I yeah. was uh, was able to to break that that long standing school record for for Pullman High. Yeah, I bet it's not standing anymore. Yeah, it actually went down. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> about a, about a decade ago, and, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, records are meant to be broken, for right? For sure, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I uh, that's awesome. I I miss I miss the competitiveness of of track, and I'm I'm actually super. I've actually have a couple buddies who have started doing uh, uh, USA track and field, like older, and I, I think I'm going to get back into it. So yeah, I need to I need to get that competitive running out. Like I just don't. There's not enough competitive running for for me, and I I want to definitely want to get back out there. So went to Gonzaga. So you you went to Eugene to go to law school, and then what did you do after you graduated? Yeah, I couldn't wait to come back to Spokane. Yeah, uh, and I was uh, I was fortunate to be able to to clerk for a uh, a small firm here in town okay. uh, that their name was Feltman Gephardt Iman and Jones. Um, I reunited with with them after I graduated from from law school. That the law firm became Iman Allison Hunter Jones. Mm. Uh, we are. Uh, law office was was over in the Patsy Clark Mansion. Oh uh, yeah, over there yeah. In Browns uh-huh. Browns Edition, mm-hmm. and so uh, yeah, reunited with with them right away as soon as I I moved back to Spokane. Uh, dream job, uh, certainly because um, almost everyone in the in the law office was affiliated with Bloomsday, mm-hmm. um, serving on the board of directors or mm. as as president, and so it was a it was a great fit from the beginning. Yeah, and and certainly was. Uh, you know, my uh, introduction uh, to more active uh, volunteering mm-hmm. for, for Bloomsday, uh, which allowed me to kind of move through the ranks um, at, at Bloomsday and, and become a board of director, ultimately a, a president of the organization. And, yeah. and then uh, uh, I won the lottery um, uh, in being able to, to uh, uh, assume the role of, of Bloomsday race director. That's 
that's awesome that like because you yeah you went from the yeah that's a that's a long I mean that's a long haul <laughs> yeah. and literally I um you know one part that I I, I literally started in the mail room at, oh, at really? Bloom State yeah when I was running for the Zags uh-huh um I, I did. I, I I fell in love with with Spokane running culture, mm-hmm. um, which was new to me. I I was I was such a rookie um, yeah. at running and and had to be introduced to the likes of Roger Bannister and Prefontaine and and all the greats and yeah. and ultimately along the way that was the introduction to to Don Cardong uh, and going on Sunday runs with with um, with him and his friends uh, in college. Uh, but when I was running for the Zags, I randomly called up the Bloomsday office and said how can I help? Yeah. I would love to be your intern uh, at Bloomsday. And so on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays for a couple hours on, on those days, they let me come in, open up the mail, uh, process registrations that came in. I tried to spend most of my time talking with Don and, <laughs> and getting as many pre-Fontaine or Olympic stories out of him. Right. Um, but it was a, it was a wonderful introduction and, and certainly was, was something that, that, that uh, kept my well full, so, so to speak, of, of running lore. Yeah. Did you get a, Did you get the good the Olympic story from him? Absolutely. And and <laughs> and, uh, and Don is is so humble yeah. uh, and such a a genuine and 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 thoughtful person, uh, and and just the the highest degree of of modesty. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, when he would share these these stories, uh, you know, just. Uh, amazing you know of of because he is part of the golden age yeah uh, no doubt about it of, mm-hmm. of distance running and to be able to know that for the movies that we watch on tv that are centered around running uh especially in the prefontaine era yeah don cardong was in those races yeah for he ran for wsu right uh stanford oh stanford stanford yeah. okay yep uh yeah i uh i'm I, <laughs> During the mid '90s, those two movies came out, Without Limits and Prefontaine, yep. and it was always like we were we had to watch those all the time in cross country, and I still watch them today. Uh, and yeah, they I they, I think Don's in both of them, or like at like his his racer is he is yeah. he is yeah. yeah. And and when I was uh, my my first year on campus uh, attending the University of Oregon Law School, they were filming the movie Prefontaine at, at Hayward Field. Oh really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it was just a it was a treat for for me to. Uh, I was already engrossed in mm-hmm. in Hayward Field and University of Oregon and Prefontaine culture, and then yeah. to show up on campus and here they are filming yeah. uh, in in 1996 the the Prefontaine movie. Yeah, do you, which one do you prefer? Oh, Without Limits. Yeah, yeah. I that's I love Billy Crudup, and I yeah I think I don't know if it's the more real story, but I just enjoy yeah. it a lot more. Um, I, that's awesome. So what was it like? Yeah. So like, what was the transition from? board to like how long was that transition like did you because i know you worked with don for a couple of years before you assumed the role is that is that correct yeah we um so i've been on the board uh since approximately uh 2002 2003 okay and and in that role uh, when Don became race director, he handed off to me the elite athlete coordinator position. Mm. Uh, and that position involves recruiting the, the very famous and fancy and super fast athletes from around the, the globe uh, to come into Spokane and, yeah. and race on the streets of Spokane. And so I did that from uh, approximately 2004 to uh, 2019. Oh, wow. Um, and that was... Um, you know, you talk about winning the lottery. Uh, yeah. That was a blast. It was fantasy football, you know, <laughs> with with distance runners mm-hmm. and, and being able to to recruit, uh, you know, those that that had set 
you know, world records on the road or, or had top five times in the, in the world uh, and be able to, to interact with, with them when, when they came to Spokane. It, yeah. was, uh, it was a true honor uh, and privilege to, to be able to, to do that. Yeah. That's something that's changed a lot over the, like that was something that I, mean, I imagine you were a part of helping grow is that, that aspect of Bloomsday, right? Yeah, it's, uh, and certainly that was, uh, that was the organization's uh, mm. goal from, from the very beginning. Uh, and, and Don served as the elite athlete coordinator from, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and of course, you know, one, was one of the marquee names right. uh, in yeah. the beginning in, in sure. running the race. Uh, but that's always been the, the, uh, uh, the goal and the objective of the race is, mm-hmm. is to be able to, to have a community event while also showcasing rich international and 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 usa talent mm-hmm. uh to um you know highlight that the sport of distance running yeah and that's a big reason why they why it switched from 10k to 12k right uh you know it was actually eight miles oh, eight. Oh, eight. it was and, eight miles and then oh. and then dropped down to to 12k 7.46 where did it start when it was eight miles it started downtown right yeah it did and it and it started on spokane falls boulevard and and i believe that was um uh, not Howard, uh, you know, where, where Azteca um, used to be and where Kinko's uh, oh, now used to, is. Oh, used to end there. That was, that's where it began. Oh, where it began. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So that's where they got that eight miles at. Yep. And then it, and then it zigzagged onto Riverside, I believe. Mm. And then from there, uh, Riverside um, over to the Maple Street Bridge and crossed the Maple Street Bridge. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. That's, I, I, I moved to Spokane in 1991 and I never, I never did Bloomsday until like 1997. So that would have been the, like the year after the 20th. Yeah. And, and so I never, I don't know if I ever got to do that old course. I don't think I did. Yeah. And, and so, and I think the old course, uh, so race was founded in 1977. Um, I think they ran the eight mile course for approximately, don't quote me on it, like three years. Mm. Um, maybe it was just two years. They okay. had to change it yeah, uh, because of the exponential growth of the race, mm-hmm. uh, which also meant when they were crossing the Maple Street Bridge, uh, that bridge was not engineered to handle the uh, pitter-pat of, of so many feet going across it, which was then causing the street lamps to sway oh my gosh. Uh, as the as the racers went across it and, and shattering bulbs oh, uh, wow. as they did so and huh. so they they needed to make a change and and that's when the the new ca- course came along wow i i couldn't even imagine them sh- the city shutting down that street to run bloomsday it seems it seems like a re- like a lot of infrastructure to do <laughs> it seems incomprehensible yeah i mean and- <laughs> i've biked i've i've well, i've ran across it on the 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 over the whatever this the pe- uh, the pedestrian side but i've also ridden a bike across it for some random reason and it's a uh, yeah that's a dangerous court that's a dangerous street <laughs> um well so what was it yeah so did i already i might have already asked you what was it like working with don then so like was it just you yeah you've already kind of already mentioned it but how how did those early years shape and prepare you for 2020 yeah it's uh Bloomsday, the Bloomsday organization um, is a is is a fascinating study, mm-hmm. um, and and I say that because uh, it, it involves approximately forty five hundred volunteers mm-hmm. every year. Uh, the uh, the race is is spectacularly run by volunteer teams. Mm-hmm. Um, the board of directors are each their own um, race directors, if you will, yeah. in charge of different areas like start line, finish line. 
the elite athletes mm. uh, registration uh, trade show and and so on um, and and that's the part that that you, when you when you talk to elite athletes or when you talk to out of town guests who have done other big races like New York City and Chicago and and Boston and mm-hmm. Peachtree and Boulder Boulder and you begin to tell them hey here's here's how Bloomsday is run and it's all volunteers um, it's astonishing the reaction that you get yeah. and and that's also too uh, when when you think about our organization. Uh, it's you have people that take it so seriously, yeah. um, and it's and it's that level of of seriousness mm-hmm. that has ensured the success and, and growth of our, our of our race where it is today. And so when I when I look at my time with with Bloomsday from my early years as an intern to helping out with second seed to being a board of director, mm-hmm. it was just understanding the culture yeah. more than anything of of just here's here's the camaraderie and teamwork that it that it takes. Here's mm-hmm. what you've got to pay attention to. Uh, and, and you can see the synergy that, that flows from the race, uh, especially when, when race weekend comes. Yeah. I, I'm not familiar with how other races are organized, but is, is it very unique that Bloomsday has so many volunteers, like to other races? I imagine all the, they have volunteers as well, but like, is there a lot more infrastructure, like as a business? It is. And it's, uh, You'll see with the, with the larger um, race organizations. So, mm-hmm. for example, the major marathons of yeah. Boston, New York City, Chicago, um, especially um, Peachtree, uh, Boulder, Boulder. Um, those they have um, operational units mm. uh, within their races, and so it's it's full time staff of yeah. anywhere from ten to twenty individuals. Bloomsday um, right now, I'm I'm. Uh, I'm the only, You're the only, uh, only, only full-time an employee. Wow. Um, and, and then we have one other, uh, employee typically that works part-time during, during the year. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. Wow. E- everyone else is, is volunteers and, and our board is an entire volunteer team. So it's a, it's a very unique and, yeah. and special organization. And, um, you know, from a business model, you know, you have a lot of people that, that raise an eyebrow like that works uh, and it <laughs> works spectacularly. Yeah. Well. I think that speaks a lot to our community and and how and how passionate we are about our running community do you think that's a big reason why it like it, it, it works on that level yeah and before before we began today you know we were just talking about spokane's rich history with running mm-hmm. and and what makes spokane special and and why you know running yeah. the sport of running has, has thrived in spokane and mm-hmm. and i think it has to do that i i think we're in a I, I think we have very passionate individuals and I think we're in a special cradle, you yeah. know, of, of distance running here for whatever reason. And it has to do with the people. It has to mm. do with the coaches. It has to do the, with the embrace of the community yeah. and all of that sprinkled together and, and, uh, you know, stirring up the ingredients. Uh, it's created a, a magical race, uh, that, that is the envy, you know, of the world. Yeah. No, when I, I've been interviewed a handful of times over the last year because of, uh, Crim uh, Crim uh, seems to like to interview me to ask me about Bloomsday questions, and I always say like it. This is one of the best road races in the world, and it's it's not a lie. <laughs> it really it really truly is. Now I want to want to transition and talk about 2020 because that yeah. was your first year as race director, correct? It was, and that's where I met you. I, I came on as a Bloomsday ambassador last last year and was super excited to help promote the race, running my first, second seed, and then COVID happened. Yeah. How much did, how, I should say how big of an effect was COVID on Bloomsday, but like, what did it do to 
what what was it like at Bloomsday during during 2020? Like to go from okay, we're gonna have this race in May to nope, we're not gonna do it. We're gonna do it in person in September or was it was it September October? I forget. Yeah, September. September. And then now we gotta do it all virtual. Like what was what was those conversations like, and like how often were you pivoting? <laughs> And pivot is the operative word, no <laughs> doubt about it. When we um, we had our big press conference uh, to announce Bloomsday 2020 in, in late February, mm-hmm. and it was during that time that that we were fielding some questions uh, yeah. from the media about what are you going to do about COVID, um, how is COVID uh, impacting your planning, mm-hmm. and at that time. Uh, we were, we were working very closely uh, with the health district um, and and certainly huddling as a team, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to really get our hands, you know, on, on what this was and, yeah. and the impact of it. Uh, fortunately, um, there was, there was a couple of things that, that we really had in favor. Uh, number one was a great team. Uh, we, we, uh, uh, we, we had the, the uh, tremendous, you know, ability to, to be able to just talk through it mm-hmm. uh, and coordinating it with the, uh, with the city uh, as well, the uh, Bob Lutz, uh, who was the um, health district officer, was also our medical director mm. for, for Bloomsday, oh. and so we were able to communicate with him on a near daily basis to just understand what what's happening, what's the, um, what should we do, mm-hmm. what what should be steps that we should take, uh, and then communicating with the city directly and just saying, hey, transparently, you know, here's here's what we've got, and and you know. What are we looking at? And and then we began that that process of of looking at alternative dates. We we did not want to move Bloomsday. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never not had Bloomsday <laughs> on the first Sunday in, in May. Right. And so uh, we were fortunate to be able to to collaborate with the city and get a date September twentieth yeah. to go ahead and, and do that first pivot. <laughs> uh, you know, away mm-hmm. uh, from the first Sunday in May. And then at that point, Brennan, uh, it became one. Uh, one blow uh, after another in terms of just weekly updates and what does this mean and moving through the phases. Mm-hmm. And, and I had those phases uh, from the state uh, on my bulletin board in my office. And I was just like, there's phase two. We're going to get there. There's phase three. We're going to get there. And, yeah. and of course we didn't. Right. Uh, but, but when we decided to transition to virtual Bloomsday, uh, the response was overwhelming because yeah. uh, we didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know, Basically, doing a race without having a race—that uh, yeah. was the premise. Uh, but everyone understood this is what we have to do, and this is the the way that we preserve the the tradition of the Bloomsday Finisher Shirt and preserve the tradition of of having your your consecutive streaks of of doing Bloomsday. Yeah. Uh, and so it it worked uh, marvelously well, and in the end, uh, we had approximately twenty six thousand uh, runners and walkers that that signed up for virtual Bloomsday. Yeah. Um, we don't know. Maybe it was one of the biggest um, in in the nation. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, it was it was impressive uh, the way that the community came together to support us. For sure. Yeah. That was what I was just most proud of. That. I mean, I I didn't go look back at the history of like uh, register, registers, but like that's that was that's usually that's a pretty big number for any Bloomsday, right? Uh, or you know, ordinarily, yeah. uh, we're in the in the forty to, to fifty thousand oh, okay. range. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're we're definitely under. Yeah. Um, but the fact that that we could we could reach that number, uh, yeah. was was jaw dropping and astonishing to, to to all of us. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what was the like? What was the biggest thing that 
you learn through all this? Like, is it just a adapt and adapt or die? <laughs> it was. It yeah. was. It was being adaptive. It yeah. was being flexible. Mm-hmm. It was responding to what the latest and greatest urgency or mm. uh, requirement was health wise. Yeah. Uh, and, and just and just knowing that we we need to to be adaptive uh, to the environment in which we now find ourselves. For sure. Uh, that that was that was probably the the part that. Um, was the most difficult, but also the one that, that required the, the biggest embrace. I, I joked uh, quite a bit that when I began my job as Bloomsday Race Director, uh, <laughs> Don had carefully uh, created the manual. Mm. And the manual was basically, here's the steps that you need to do as Bloomsday Race Director mm. to successfully uh, direct the race. Yeah, And that manual went out the window out the, and, and we, we just on the fly um, had to create, you know, our own blueprint and recipe for, for virtual bloomsday. Yeah. Uh, and that was a humongous challenge. Uh, it required, you know, a lot of patience from, from, you know, all involved. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly it required that team. Mm. Uh, we, we got into the mailing business uh, for virtual <laughs> right. bloomsday. Yeah. And, and we had a, a small nimble team that came mm-hmm. together uh, to get out all the race bibs uh, and get out all the finisher shirts, and it yeah. was a it was a humongous success, you know, all things considered. Yeah, that's awesome. Is there is there anything you would have done differently? Would you have just gone virtual like immediately, or I mean, I guess that's that's what I mean. That's what Boston tried to do too. Like I think everyone tried this, like in the year of the virtual race, they tried to make it work because everyone like wants to have their race happen. They want Boston to happen. They want New York to happen. Uh, you know, Chicago, but like, is there anything that you wish you would have done differently about it? Or do you think it was a pretty good success overall? I think in, in reflection, I think the steps that we took were, were good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I say good because they, it, it also offered hope yeah, and optimism. Uh, and I think that was really important mm-hmm. for, for Bloomsday fans, uh, the community generally is that we didn't give up. Yeah. We, we, um, you know, from the very beginning it was, yeah, we can't do it on the first Sunday of May. But does that mean we not ha- we don't have Bloomsday in 2020? Oh heck no! Right. So we're gonna look at that September 20th date, and we're gonna hold on fast to that as long as we could. Yeah. Uh, and then when the writing was on the wall, and we knew that we just weren't gonna get to phase four, yeah. uh, which was what was needed to mm-hmm. to be able to to do a race of of our magnitude um, in September, then it was here's the next best alternative. Uh, we are going to get finisher shirts out to make sure that there is a 2020 finisher shirt. Yeah. And, and I think that was the, the spirit, uh, that, that really kind of catapulted us, you know, mm-hmm. into, into bigger numbers. And, and likewise, again, you know, with the support of the community to say, you know, the traditional Bloomsday will not quit, yeah. uh, in 2020. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest part of Bloomsday is the spirit of it. Like, yes, the course is important and it's awesome to get out in the streets of Spokane in the, in the first Sunday in May, but like, we live. In, if you live in Spokane, you can go do that anyways. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and you can experience you can experience the course without all the people, which is uh, something I enjoy to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and here's you know you and I saw each other yes, uh, yeah. on Sunday May third, and uh, and that was a that was a really special day for yeah. for me personally, mm-hmm. uh, not just as race director, uh, because you know there was I to give an estimate, you know for you know from like six a.m. you know all the way through five p.m. 
you know, I would say that there was probably anywhere from from 2,000 to 3,000 people, you yeah. know, throughout the course of the day that, that went out and ran parts of or all of the, the Bloomsday 12K course. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was, it was, it was magical, yeah. you know, and, and I'll, I'll say that it did bring a tear to my eye, you yeah. know, to see all those people that they're just like, you know what? You know, COVID can happen, but it's not going to take my Bloomsday, yeah. my Bloomsday away from me. And I'm still going to go out there and I'm going to run this doggone hill called Doomsday Hill. <laughs> uh, and there was a gentleman out there with a water cooler, yep. you know, that was yep. that was handing out water. And, and he was a, a former perennial and, and longtime volunteer. And I just thought, how great is that? Yeah. How great is that? And that's, you know, you're not going to see that at any other road race in the yeah. nation, that, that cherished tradition. And that's Bloomsday. Yeah. That's just Bloomsday. Yeah, it was a very cool day. Like it was, it was, it was awesome seeing all those people out there and and you know being smart about it and just because I got to go out there and run the race myself. And you know, if I if if I had been running that on Bloomsday, I definitely would have got my second seed time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it was a it was definitely it was definitely a special day. Um, so moving forward to 2021 Bloomsday Worldwide. Uh, now you've you've had the you have the new uh, g- booklet or guidebook, yeah. kind of, <laughs> and now it is fully virtual this year. Like, um, when did you guys come to that decision? And and yeah, when did you come to that decision? And how? Yeah, I guess I should say that. <laughs> Late fall. Okay. Late fall, and yeah. and it's. Bloomsday planning, to no surprise, when you're doing an event of, of our size with, mm-hmm. with 40,000 people and, and so forth, uh, the planning for the following year um, is actually approximately a year, year and a half ahead. Yeah. And so we're always looking down the road and, and looking for ways to, to improve and, yeah. and likewise get all the pieces together. And so it was late fall that, that you know, we were looking at what, what, what do we want to do? You know, what can we do? Yeah. And, and in doing that, uh, the board really took stock of of the traditions. It's our 45th year. Mm. Uh, to, uh, 2021 is the 45th running of, of Bloomsday. And so the decision was we, we want to hold fast to our traditions. Mm-hmm. One of our best traditions is the first Sunday of May. Yeah. And that's at a very important date. And so the decision was made that this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it uh, centered around the, the first Sunday of May. Yeah. And so for Bloomsday Worldwide, we'll... We'll continue the the virtual tradition for for year two. Yeah. Uh, that uh, runners and walkers will will go out and and run any seven point four six miles wherever they want in Spokane yeah. around the world, uh, and then they submit their finish time and and then we will mail them uh, their finisher shirt and then just like last year, yeah, we will the the popularity of the of the colorful bib has really caught on. We had a tie-dye bib last yeah. year, mm-hmm. uh, and we've got a, a, a really fun assortment of colors for, for this year. Awesome. And so we'll That's send great. those out, and uh, you know, along with a with a great Safeway Albertsons coupon, an Ace Hardware coupon, and, uh, and, and so that way people have a tangible piece uh, to remember Bloomsday by as, as they begin their trek to do their, their seven and a half miles yeah. uh, for this spring. And, and just so everyone knows, uh, April 30th through May 9th, Yep. Is the participation window for for Bloomsday Worldwide? That's awesome. Where, 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 who came up with the name? You know, Steve Merriman. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, Steve nice. Merriman, who's who's also the artist yeah. um, of the uh, official 2021 poster, mm-hmm. um, and he came to us with it with a concept uh, in approximately like November, mm-hmm. 
and said, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, you had worldwide participation. Uh, this was embraced by uh, globally. Yeah. And so here's here's a fun poster idea with the name Bloomsday Worldwide. And as soon as the the promotions committee saw it, they they fell in love with it. Yeah. And uh, and this year's poster is is spectacular. Yeah, it's really cool. It's it's a really I like the I like I love the look of it. I love all the the pieces of like I didn't even notice that that there's other. Uh, countries like paris and yep the parthenon and yeah, athens yeah. that's yep. awesome um speaking of gear i've you've been unveiling new gear like a, a lot over the last three uh not like three months you've the poster steve merriman metal is emerald um emerald rose dumas is that who you? that's correct and uh and then the pin is designed by a local artist. There are, are all these people local this year. They are, and I'm trying yeah. to think if there's anyone. Um, we do have um, a perennial shirt design okay. uh, that that will unveil uh, closer to to Bloomsday, mm. uh, and that was that's an out of town artist. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have Chris Bovey, yeah, uh, here of Spokane fame, uh, that that did our spectacular uh, vulture shirt. Yeah, that is so cool. I I love it. I just I. I, Bovey actually does a podcast here and I've got to work with him on a, on a design for a podcast that we're coming up with. So yeah, I'm, that, I thought that was so cool when you unveiled that. It's such a cool design. Um, and, and then I should give a shout out to to Steve Cooch uh, yeah. and Steve Cooch has, has done a number uh, of our finisher shirts in oh, the nice. past. And, and Steve also designed no the, the, the 45th running uh, souvenir shirt that, that oh, we nice. have on our website. That's awesome. Yep. That's great. Uh, what what is that week of the thirtieth to the ninth going to look like for for your organization? Like, is there going to be? I know there's probably not going to be like any trade show. Are, yeah, are there going to be any trade shows or anything like that? There won't be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and and typically, and and if it's if it's like uh, Bloomsday 2020 in our in our inaugural virtual event, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's really involves um, you know a lot of of social media, mm -hmm. uh, which is the coolest thing yeah. is is seeing people do. Uh, their their virtual races. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite stories uh, from Virtual Bloomsday 2020 is is I, I no joke. We did get into the mailing business, and we were down at the post office daily, mm. you yeah. know, and sending out merchandise and and so forth. Um, but I was down at the the post office on Riverside, and I had just dropped off some some packages, and I I look out of the corner of my eye, and I see two runners, and they're right there on the street corner. Um, they're, uh, at the Lincoln building Yeah, and they have their, their bibs on <laughs> and I was just watching them. And this was literally like 4 30 PM on a weekday during our participation window in 2020, which was the, the 20th through the, the 29th. And, and there they were and they assumed the, the crouch runner start position, you know, ready for the <laughs> imaginary gun to fire. Yeah. And then they took off down Riverside yeah. and I watched them go and I just said, how cool is that? That's that awesome. How cool is that? And that's, and I think that's what you can expect. You're just going to be out there on the Centennial Trail. You're mm -hmm. going to be out there on, on the Bloomsday course uh, and you're going to see people wearing their runner bibs yeah. and doing their 12K. And it's, and it's the biggest celebration of spring and Bloomsday spirit in Spokane that there can be. Yeah, that's, a, that's awesome. Yeah, this last year I... I, I that entire week, I saw people like I live on the Centennial, and I saw, I saw people all the time just on, with their bibs, and I was cheering them on, and it was it was awesome to see. Uh, do you? I was going to ask you, how, can you talk about how many people signed up yet? 
Uh, right now, we have about um, 8,300. Yeah, and is, is that when is the biggest sign up? Is that like usually in the last like month? Like it is. We'll we'll have surges. Yeah, um, and so the big surge and the big important date for for everyone uh, oh. is is March thirteenth. Oh wow! Um, and registering by March thirteenth is important so that you mm-hmm. can get your your name on your bib oh, yeah. or your nickname on your bib. Um, but if you don't register by March thirteenth, you're just you'll get a a bib just with a number. Yeah. Um, and so like last year. When we had this the the bib personalization yeah. for the very first year, uh, we we received a tremendous surge of like three thousand registrations over the span of of approximately seventy two hours wow. to take advantage of that personalization. Yeah. So, uh, be sure to register be by sure March thirteenth. Awesome. Has every state signed up yet? We are missing right now. We're missing Delaware. And we're also missing Rhode Island. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and and you referenced, we had a fun little social media yeah. campaign where last year we had every state in the union uh, except for Delaware. Yeah. Uh, and so we ran a, a, a hashtag run Delaware campaign to encourage <laughs> friends and family to, to get their Delaware friends and family yeah, to sign up. Get get them. Get them to sign up. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Is, I guess there must not be that many people in Delaware. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked it up. There's a, uh, there's a little less than a million. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That, that that there's definitely a couple runners there. Then. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think about the virtual race? Like, does this something that you think will be a part of Bloomsday going for, forward? Like, do you think there'll always be a virtual option? I I think that there will be. Uh-huh. I, I we we um, the board um, talks about it in in some detail. Yeah. Um, no, no commitment has been made yet. Right. Uh, but what we found is is that there's a lot of of people that ran Bloomsday for a number of years, moved out of town, you know, haven't been, been back, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, um, they like to do it themselves. They, you know, they, they prefer that they, they not be in, in large crowd settings. Yeah. And so the, um, the, the thank yous mm-hmm. that we received as an organization, uh, you know, were, were rather overwhelming, mm-hmm. um, in that there was a lot of people that just said, I hadn't done it for years because I, I, I live in Pennsylvania uh, and now's my chance to get a, a Bloomsday finisher shirt again. Or it's like I was able to do it when I wanted to do it on the trail with family, with friends. Uh, and that was quite meaningful for me. And so I hope that you keep the, the virtual Bloomsday piece, you know, as a part of the fabric for, for mm. Bloomsday. So it's something that uh, uh, we're looking into. Mm-hmm. Of course, Brennan, we can't wait to be back on the streets <laughs> of Spokane and, yeah. and you know, doing it, lining up all the people up and down Riverside and, and throwing throwing discarded jackets and shirts into yeah. the trees, uh, you know, along Riverside. Um, but I, I think that the virtual Bloomsday uh, component is, is something we got to take a, a, a good, strong look at. Yeah, I, I actually had multiple people reach out to me and say, I signed up for Bloomsday for the first time because I did not have to go and do it in a, in a humongous crowd. Yeah. And because I know that for walkers, that can that can be a big, some people don't like being around that many people. Yeah. And and a lot of people said that they signed up because of that to me. And I was like, that was awesome. Yeah. I was, I was very like, that made me, that made me feel very happy. Yeah. What do you think COVID and how it will affect the big road races going forward? Because I mean, obviously ideally we would all be getting vaccinated. We all will be like in hopefully a year and a half, this will all be behind us, but Obviously, this is going to have a big effect on, you know, people and their their view of these big public events. And I know the biggest issue with these large road races is that to have, you know, 30,000 people on the streets is like 
is is a tough is a is is hard for infrastructure and a lot of people just might not want to ever do that you know that might just change how we are mentally like is there have you thought of things in place of how we how bloomsday can weather that yeah and i i think the the top priority for us is is safety yeah you know safety of our participants uh and that's the, the decision was was easy once we knew that the uh, the severity of the spread of, of COVID that, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we need to make sure that everyone is, is safe, you yeah. know, going from volunteers, participants to, to race organizers. And so therefore we have to move it into a, a safe realm, a safe date yeah. when hopefully this passes. Um, and so when you think about races, you think about events as, as large as, as Bloomsday, when you think of public gatherings that, that are on the, the level of magnitude is uh, of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is what, what is safe? You know, what, what is, um, you know, what is the threshold, yeah. you know, for making sure that, that people will want to do it and there's not a, not a threat, uh, or, or risk of, of spread, uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, for, for COVID. Yeah. And so I think when, when we look at 2022, you know, for example, and, and, putting our race back on the streets of Spokane, that will be the, the assessment and, and analysis is, is, you know, is it safe yet, yeah. you know, for us to be able to, mm. to do this, you know, or, you know, does it need to be in a different form? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this summer we went through, you know, so many different possibilities mm-hmm. for how we could host our event in a phase four setting. And, and, and we, we came up with the plan and it was, you know, involved a, a lot of, of brains and, and eyeballs to, to see how this thing would, would be built, you know, in the Spokane area and, mm. and making sure that, that people were safe. And so I, I think that when you look at, at races and, and how best to do them, um, that, that, that's always going to be, uh, at the forefront mm-hmm. and, um, and I don't know, yeah. um, you know, we, uh, it's difficult to, to predict what, um, <laughs> what summer looks like, what fall looks like, what spring of, of next year looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll be paying attention to making sure that, that our customers, uh, the, the Bloomsday participants are, are the safest. Yeah. A lot of people have asked me that over the, like, like, they're like, how can Bloomsday exist in, you know, a post COVID COVID world. And I I always give them this answer. I I, like, I don't know. Like it's a very, the infrastructure is really, is a, is a ton and, you know, people being together is a ton. I know I look at the smaller races and they've been able to find a way to pivot. And a lot of large road races don't have that. You can't, you can't do a rolling start in a sense of like having five people start every five minutes. Like it's just, that's just not a po- that's not possible to do for yep. Bloomsday, right? So, but I, I'm excited to see what comes from it. I, I do think big road races will will resume. So, uh, I, I'm hopeful for that. <laughs> Indeed, and you know when big road races resume, when concerts resume, yeah. you know when when all of our events, you know, get back to how they were. I I think that's you know when when things take off for, you know, us as a, as a nation, as a world and, yeah. and economy again. So, you know, all, you know, very much looking forward to it. Um, but, you know, COVID has, has taught us all to be adaptive uh, and patient. Very patient. <laughs> uh, kind of the last question I wanted to ask you is, why do you think Bloomsday is so important for our community, for the Spokane community? And I think it, it starts with community. And... Uh, and it's an event that is unique in the way 
that it's a 12 kilometer run and uh and it has morphed from a a run a true run to where now our participation is half walkers and and i think when you begin to understand the composition of the race and you see the families that are out there um you know starting first with the elite athletes going through you know the the sub elites going through the hardcore you know recreational runners that that you know have those those competitive juices uh then into those that are like i'm gonna crack an hour you know hour is my my threshold goal that's what i want to do and then and then in the red section with strollers um it is a fabric of life when you when you look at at everyone that does bloomsday and and it's that celebration of of spring celebration of spokane uh, and, and even just, you know, asking people, why do you do Bloomsday? Well, that's what we do in, in Spokane. And, and that's the part that you, you, you really just cherish. Uh, and, and, you know, that's what makes Spokane special. We started out as a race that had approximately 1,200 people. We became the world's largest time road race. We're now probably top 10 uh, in the world with, with our participation numbers. Uh, and it's astonishing, you know, that, that we that we have the foresight of civic leaders to say, yeah, we're going to close down the entire downtown core to host a, a road race. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been met with uh, in, incredible success, uh, you know, along with a tremendous economic impact that, that we're able to, to supply to the city of Spokane and, and the outlying areas. Yeah, I love that. It, it, Bloomsday to me is tradition, and it's just, I haven't got to take a part in as many blooms as, I, as I'd like, but it's definitely something that will be a part of my life and my family's life for hopefully the rest of our lives. <laughs> well, and, and thank you so much, Brendan, for all your support too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you're, you're a tremendous Bloomsday fan uh, and that means, means a lot. And, and it's, it's, it's what makes Bloomsday when you have folks that, that, uh, you know, are, are that protective of, of the race and, and are, are the, the biggest cheerleaders uh, for the event. And, and, and you certainly fall in, in that category. Well, I appreciate that, John. I, before we completely finish, I would, is there anyone that you'd like to, Lift up, shout out that you work with. Like, I, I w- wouldn't want you to leave without, you know, doing that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I, I'm, I'm married to Michelle and she's so supportive, uh, especially in this last 18 months, <laughs> you know, of doing uh, everything that needed to be done to, right. to uh, you know, to, to do the, the position of, of Bloomsday uh, uh, race director. Uh, and I've got three young boys, you know, at home, uh, too, that, that have been immensely supportive and, and certainly big fans of Bloomsday. Um, uh, I've got at the, at the HQ, as I call it, uh, we've got a tremendous board of directors uh, that, that without them, you know, and their leadership in all areas of the, of the race, uh, that Bloomsday just wasn't, wouldn't happen. Uh, Brandon Pollard, uh, who's, who's a uh, tremendous uh, talent uh, that we have working at, at Bloomsday now, former Zeg uh, runner. Uh, and so he's been, uh, had an had a incredible impact, you know, with our social media campaign. So uh, those, those are individuals that, that certainly, uh, you know, deserve a, a great shout out along with the, the great team of volunteers that I was work, able to work with over the summer. Yeah. And finally, where everyone can go sign up and go to Bloom. It, it's, I always forget the URL, but it's bloomsday.org, right? Bloomsdayrun.org. Bloomsday yeah, Run. just yeah. go ahead and Google Bloomsday yeah, and, and we'll, we'll pop right up. Entry is only $25. Uh, and, 
and includes the the race bib, the coupons, as I mentioned, uh, along with the the world famous and super secretive uh, finisher shirt. Yeah, no, that's an amazing deal. That to get all that from signing up for twenty five dollars, like it's and that's cheaper than it usually is, correct? It, it's you know it's the same price oh, as we as, as we had okay. uh, last year. Um, the the running joke when I go visit with other race directors around the country, Brennan. Uh, or I go to to race symposiums and and uh, and and visit. They're all like, "Is is Bloomsday still charging a couple of nickels uh, to, to do the race?" Because uh, the standard entry fee, as you know, is, yeah. is anywhere from from sixty dollars, you know, all the way up to to two hundred and fifty to to do a major marathon. Yeah. So uh, we like to keep it very affordable, and 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 I think also that that's meant that it's inclusive yeah. uh, for for everyone, so that everyone can participate it mm-hmm. uh, from a single individual, you know, all the way up to a to a family of eight, uh, and we try to make the entertainment affordable. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, John, for coming on Speak Spokane. Brandon, thank you so much for having me on. This is my very first podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> You've been a wonderful host. Thank you so much. All right. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to Speak Spokane. You can find us on Instagram at speakspokane and on our website at speakpodcasting.com. Speak Spokane's theme song, Speak and Be Heard, was composed and produced by Spokane native Christian Woods. <laughs>